This is Sunrise, the who, what, when, where, why, and WTF of Florida politics. I'm Rick Flagg reporting from Tallahassee, where the COVID casualties are piling up. We have 21,669 more cases. Florida hospitals are running out of room, and we're seeing reports of hospitals with no capacity at all or having a stack patients in the hallways. Over 5,000 students are in quarantine right now in Hillsborough County. The Florida Board of Education votes to crack down on two school districts accused of trying to protect their students from COVID-19. Alachua and Broward are being punished for refusing to make masks optional. And that may include withholding funds from the district, although I would add a footnote that I do not want to withhold funds in a way that would harm any child in any district. It may involve withholding salaries. It may involve removing officers. Charlie Crist comes out swinging in the battle over face masks. Florida leads a nation in new COVID cases, jammed hospitals, and deaths. And now Ron DeSantis wants to defund schools where they're asking kids to wear a mask. That's the first commercial attacking Ron DeSantis over his COVID response. It will not be the last. Meanwhile, the governor announces another site for COVID sufferers to get monoclonal antibodies. But if somebody tests positive, if they're unvaccinated, the vaccine isn't going to treat it. They need it to be treated. And since when did DeSantis become a pitchman for Regeneron? There's a theory on that. We'll also have your calendar of political events and the story of a Florida man and his Florida woman who used bogus vaccine passports to travel to Hawaii and got caught. And now the top stories on Sunrise for Wednesday, August 18th. This is National Couples Day and National Fajitas Day. Or for efficiency, you could just think of it as National Couple of Fajitas Day. On this date in 1909, the mayor of Tokyo presented Washington, D.C. with 2,000 cherry trees. President Taft decided to plant them near the Potomac River. In 1919, the Anti-Cigarette League of America was created in Chicago. In 2005, Dennis Rader was sentenced to 175 years in prison for the BTK serial killings in Kansas. That stands for Bind, Torture, and Kill. And on this date in 2019, Donald Trump confirmed he's interested in buying Greenland for the U.S. Denmark had no intention of selling. Remember how earlier this week hospital admissions were going down? Well, it's back up again. The CDC says 16,832 people were hospitalized Tuesday, an increase of 870 in just one day. There are 3,575 people in the ICU. That's an increase of 218. And it gets worse, way worse. Agriculture Commissioner Nikki Fried has the latest update from the CDC. And let's just say things don't look good. Over 41,000 Floridians have lost their lives because of this pandemic. 92.18% of ICU beds are currently full, and 51.46% of those are occupied by COVID patients. And just released by the CDC, we have 21,669 more cases. Florida hospitals are running out of room, and we're seeing reports of hospitals with no capacity at all or having a stack patients in the hallways. Over 5,000 students are in quarantine right now in Hillsborough County. Palm Beach County has just issued a state of emergency. Three educators have died from COVID in Broward County already this year. Orange County schools reported 238 COVID cases in students yesterday. This is an emergency. And instead of focusing on how to help 
our governor and commissioner of education are spending time trying to figure out how to punish school districts that have asked their students to wear masks. The, Department, the Florida Department of Education has called an emergency meeting at 4 o'clock today to discuss school boards that have been non-compliant with their mask ban. People's lives are on the line, and our state leaders are playing politics. It is the height of hypocrisy for so-called conservatives Ron DeSantis and Richard Corcoran to tell local school districts that they will be punished for making decisions that they think are in the best interest of their communities. And only a small fraction of parents are opting their kids out of wearing masks. Richard, Ron, parents and the people are not with you on this. Listen to them. This is a relatively small group of people who are dictating the entire state of Florida's education policies. Schools need to be able to require masks, at least for now, for the kids who aren't eligible to get the vaccine yet and those who are at a greater risk of getting sick from COVID. These unconstitutional threats from DeSantis and Corcoran aren't about individual rights or freedom. They're about pandering to the most extreme voices in order to score political points at the expense of your kids, your family. Superintendents and school board members have a constitutional obligation to protect children and teachers. And the Department of Education has a constitutional requirement to provide an adequate education to all kids and to adequately fund all public education. Like the president said, if the governor and commissioner won't help, then they need to get out of the way. Maybe they should try focusing on doing their own jobs instead of preventing teachers and school board members from doing theirs. And it didn't have to be like this. It doesn't have to be like this. Our parents, our students, our teachers, our administrators are asking the Board of Education, our Commissioner of Education, for our governor to do what is right on behalf of our kids. These are our kids. This is the future of our state and the future of our country. We don't live in isolation. We live in a community, and we are taught that we're supposed to be responsible for one another. And that's what we're asking here today. That the Board of Education do what's right. But the Board of Education would have none of it. And you could tell by the way the board chairman, Tom Grady, opened the meeting that the decision had already been made. The issue isn't whether or not masks are good or bad, or whether or not mandatory masks are good or bad. Those issues have been decided by the Department of Health, by the governor, and by this board previously. The issue is whether these two school districts and these two counties are violating the law by disregarding the law applicable to them and to the kids in their schools. Education Commissioner Richard Corcoran claims Alachua County and Broward County school boards are out of compliance with the emergency rule that says masks cannot be mandatory. But Alachua County School Superintendent Carly Simon says they're in compliance because students who don't want to wear a mask can always apply for a HOPE scholarship and attend a school that doesn't require a mask. Our county is in a state of emergency. The state of emergency began August 5, 2021 and was just renewed yesterday. Our county's positivity rate is 14.8%. Our district staff correspond with our community medical professionals, the Department of Health, and our emergency service providers daily to assess the impact COVID is having on our community. Within our school district, 
Our positivity rate of students is exponentially rising, and our quarantine students are above 600 at this point, six days after school began. We argue that we are exercising our constitutional responsibilities to protect our students and staff. We believe this is, in quote, reasonable and necessary to achieve a compelling state interest. This aligns with the language of Section 1014.03 of Florida statute. We argue that the district can meet the burden of strict scrutiny associated with mandating masks and providing options for parents to opt out of mask requirements by using the HOPE scholarship. To quote First Lady Casey DeSantis from the governor's press release on August 2nd, 2021, the governor is committed to protecting the rights of parents to make the best decisions for the well-being of their children. To that end, the Florida Hope Scholarship Program that provides funding for a, a public school student to transfer to another public or private school and the unfortunate situation where a student has been subjected to bullying, harassment, and intimidating treatment at school is in line with parental choice. Our goal is to keep our schools open. The masks are a safety device that we are using to reduce the spread of COVID and the need for quarantine. At this point, we know that COVID is being brought into our schools. We have cases where parents have tested positive and they bring their children to school. We know that children are showing symptoms, have been tested, and are still dropped off to school while parents are waiting on test results. All our families should have the expectation that their parental rights are being protected. This situation with COVID and the masking is an intersection of parental rights. We must protect all rights, not just the parents wanting optional masks. Many of us superintendents are wanting the Department of Education to help with support to keep our schools safe and open. We also are hoping for solutions to provide online delivery options similar to last year's options that can allow us to instruct children in the event we need to close schools due to COVID spread. I'm asking the Board of Education to focus on supporting the district. The punitive approach of the commissioner is driven by a need for compliance regardless of rationale. We are obligated to provide a safe and secure public education to all students. Universally masking is the most effective strategy we currently have besides vaccination to meet this obligation. And Broward County Superintendent Vicki Cartwright said they didn't violate the rules either because the COVID pandemic is a threat to the health of their students and masks are the only alternative. Broward County Public School fully agrees that the recent trends of resulting from the Delta variant and we're not talking about the ancestral or the alpha variant, but the Delta variant poses an immediate danger to public health, safety, and welfare, and believes our district is taking prudent and responsible measures to protect our students, staff, volunteers, and visitors in light of the alarming COVID-19 trends we are experiencing in Broward County. Since the onset of this pandemic, Broward County Public Schools has maintained strong partnerships with our local health experts to advise and assist the district in formulating its protocols in response to COVID-19. This includes regular discussions with the Broward County Health Department and the two major hospital districts in Broward. Additionally, Broward County Public Schools has relied heavily on federal guidance from the Centers of Disease Control and other nationally recognized resources in our response to COVID-19. In July, Broward County Public Schools was prepared to strongly encourage facial coverings and COVID-19 vaccinations for the start of the school year. However, recent trends in Broward County and updated national guidance forced the board to pivot and require facial coverings to ensure the safety of all students staff, volunteers, and visitors for the start of the school. On August 5th, 2021, the CDC provided updated guidance on COVID-19 prevention in schools. The guidance was echoed by the American Academy of Pediatrics. The guidance included 
stating, quote, due to the circulating and highly contagious Delta variant, CDC recommends universal indoor masking by students aged two and older, staff, teachers, and visitors to K-12 schools, regardless of vaccination status. Additionally, since July 29, 2021, Broward County has seen an increase of more than 40% in its three-day average for positive COVID-19 cases. During the same period, the daily percentage of positive cases has increased and consistently been above the 15%. Furthermore, our local hospitals are reporting that they have been overwhelmed with new COVID-19 patients, and this is for the adults as well as the pediatric units. This was clearly represented on Friday's COVID-19 hospital report produced by the Broward County Emergency Management Division. The August 12th report indicated that there was 1,614 COVID-19 positive patients currently admitted, which was an increase of approximately 8.39% patients from the prior day. More alarming is the data that reflects that the combined Broward County Pediatric ICU is at today, as of, as of this morning, at 94% capacity, and um, adult um, ICU is also at a high alarming rate. Emergency Rule um, 64 DER 21-12 from the Florida Department of Health specifically speaks to an immediate danger to the public health, safety, or welfare because of the recent increase in COVID-19 infections, largely due to the spread of the Delta variant. We believe strongly that its recent action referenced in your letter that you had sent to us is for the explicit purpose of mitigating the spread of COVID-19 in our schools and preventing the unnecessary removal of students uh, from our schools because of the positive cases. This is particularly important because we are returning 100% in person and the ability to social distance is adversely impacted. Article 9, Section 1A of the Florida Florida Constitution provides Section 1, Public Education, A, the education of children is a fundamental value of the people of the state of Florida. It is therefore a paramount duty of the state to make adequate provision for the education of all students or children residing within its mountain borders. Adequate provision shall be made by law for a uniform, efficient, safe, secure, and high-quality system of a free public school that allows students to attain a high-quality education. Broward Senator Gary Farmer says the Board of Education actually has no authority to make this anti-mask rule. Chair Grady mentioned uh, the question before was legal authority for action. Uh, Again, this board lacks the legal authority to be engaging in this process right now. The purported rulemaking was not done legally. We have this thing called separation of powers. It's at the foundation of our Constitution. The governor cannot order DOE or DOH to enact rules. Only the legislature can do that. The Parental Bill of Rights does not give you cover. We're talking about protecting other students from a parent's misguided decision. So this is not about the parents protecting their own child. It's about the district protecting the other children who will be infected by the child with the uninformed parent. Uh, This should not be political. Wear a mask. That's the answer. It's safe. If you have a medical reason not to do so, you have avenues available to you. But we need to take this Delta variant seriously. But in the end, the board decided to crack down, with the punishment yet to be determined. Chairman Tom Grady summed it up this way. I want the board to authorize and direct the commissioner to investigate further to the extent further investigation is necessary and to take all legal steps to enforce rules of this board, rules of the Department of Health, and laws that have been duly enacted by the legislature in accordance with the Florida Constitution 
And that may include withholding funds from the district, although I would add a footnote that I do not want to withhold funds in a way that would harm any child in any district. It may involve withholding salaries. It may involve removing officers. It may involve reviewing district conduct. Speaking of masks, Charlie Crist has a new ad attacking Ron DeSantis for refusing to allow school boards to mandate masks. Florida is home to one of the worst coronavirus hotspots. Multiple teachers are dead after contracting COVID. DeSantis threatened to withhold salaries of school officials. The governor goes to war against masks. Florida has more kids hospitalized with COVID than anywhere in the country. Florida leads a nation in new COVID cases, jammed hospitals, and deaths. And now Ron DeSantis wants to defund schools where they're asking kids to wear a mask. That's not what we need. We need common sense and we need to do what's right. Join us in this fight because it's your fight too. This is the first ad attacking the governor's COVID record, but will not be the last. The ad's a five-figure statewide cable buy, including the counties that backed a mask mandate. The governor announced Tuesday that the state is setting up a new monoclonal antibody therapy treatment site in Merritt Island. They'll be able to serve about 300 people per day. But it won't stop you from contracting the virus. For that, you need a vaccine. So why is Ron DeSantis suddenly plugging Regeneron instead of vaccinations? Well, I I, um, uh, I would ask you to go back and look at the history. I no no governor did more of public events than I did over 50 public events. You know, with this, if you look, our entire vulnerable population has basically been vaccinated. Uh, we continue, even though we've done all the nursing homes, for example, we still see people that are testing positive in the nursing home. So it's not, yeah, they're vaccinated. That's great. That was the right thing to do. I do think it it, it reduced for at least a few months the number of infections. In nursing homes, but it's not just Florida. You're seeing now more people are testing positive. So then what do you do? So it's totally not a mutually exclusive, but if somebody tests positive, if they're unvaccinated, the vaccine isn't going to treat it. They need it to be treated. So do both, but just understand people who are vaccinated are still testing positive. People who are very high risk, the vaccine is reducing their exposure to serious illness, but it's still something we want them to know. If you you do it, talk to your doctor. Maybe you still want to do this. And I know people have done that. There's another reason the governor may have turned into a pitch man for Regeneron. A Redditor who goes by the name of Claude Pepper says the governor's major financial backer, Ken Griffin, is from Citadel. And Citadel has a $171 million position on Regeneron. This donor makes more money every time a monoclonal antibody is used. Coincidence? Two Florida men are going to the federal pen for kitty porn. 26-year-old Shantae Kirksey has been sentenced to 17 and a half years after pleading guilty to production of child pornography. And 32-year-old Destin Banks of Tallahassee was sentenced to more than 10 years in prison after pleading guilty to enticing a minor to engage in prostitution. They were arrested by Tallahassee police and Homeland Security investigations during Operation Stolen Innocence. Your calendar of events, the State Board of Education meets at 9 in Miami. The Lee County Legislative Delegation meets at 9 in Fort Myers. The Florida Commission on Offender Review meets at 9. The Public Service Commission holds a 9.30 hearing about how to proceed with an FP&L rate increase. The power company has offered a settlement, but not everyone has signed off. Directors of Space Florida hold a retreat at 1 in Orlando. And directors of the Florida Development Finance Corporation meet at 2 in Winter Springs. 
A Florida man and his Florida wife are accused of breaking quarantine in Hawaii by using fake vaccine passports. Hawaii requires visitors to be vaccinated, but their attorney general's office says Daniela and Enzo Dalmazo of Miami flew to Oahu last week using bogus cards. They also had forged vaccination cards for their children, which sort of gave it away because the kids are too young to be vaccinated. They were fined $8,000. Finally today, a Florida man has been arrested after a neighbor reported an altercation with a naked woman. The neighbor called 911 after witnessing 29-year-old Reginald Scott dragging a naked female into a home in Fruitland Park. When police arrived, she told them she'd been hanging out with a male friend when Scott arrived at the back door. Well, guy number one ran out the front door while she opened the back door for Scott and tried to hold him back. That's when the violence started. He's been charged with felony battery. That's it for today's episode of Sunrise. I'm Rick Flagg in Tallahassee, inviting you to join us again tomorrow as we plumb the depths of Florida politics. 